If you are one of those people who grabs your stuff and gets yourself situated right against the conveyor belt in the security line, like you literally deserve bad luck. Here I'm back and I'm very excited to announce that this is my first ever solo podcast. Now, I've toyed with this idea for a good while, but it always made me a little bit nervous because I'm like, how am I going to just like talk to myself for an hour straight without anybody responding to me? And then I realized... A, I live with Gavin, so that's basically what I do every day after work. And B, I have been told that I'm really good at that. Some of you might remember Ginge. Um, she was on the sports podcast. She was on the Cool Girl podcast. And Ginge always told me that I was a really good person to come with her to get tattoos. Because when she would get a tattoo, she wouldn't always be allowed to talk because it might adjust, like, you know, mess up the tattoo or whatever. And so she would bring me because I would just talk and talk and talk and talk. And it would be a nice distraction for her and she wouldn't have to reply. And she was like, you're the best person at just rambling and no one's saying anything back to you. So, you know, is that something to be proud of or something to discuss in therapy? TBD, hopefully this episode is somewhat good. I will say, you know, I have a few on deck with, you know, that I'm working to coordinate with my guests. There's one that I'm working on that's going to be about dating and we're going to get a male's perspective, which I think is going to be awesome. There's one that Veronica and I are planning to do in the next few days, basically talking about the first jobs that we had in high school. I think there's a lot of funny stories to be had there. But the thing is, this episode was so urgent that I could not wait. Like I had to record it myself. I could not wait to figure out other people's schedules. I think that's like the biggest hurdle that I have learned since I started this podcast is like, you know, every episode I want to have one or two guests and I feel guilty asking them to take time out of their night to hang out with me, which, you know, it's a luxury, but you know, I want to, I want to be cognizant of their schedules. So anyway, this one was so important that I, as soon as I thought of it, I was like, I immediately need to record this stat. But the issue was I lost my voice until today. Today is the first day that I am back feeling like a 100% real human girl. So here I am and I am ready to talk about it. It's traveling. And listen, I understand that on the Cool Girls episode, we shout on girls who said catch flights, not feelings. I am not here to talk about that. I am here to talk about all of the stupidity that happens at airports, on airplanes, in Ubers, on planes, trains, automobiles, because if you're anything like me, 
you want to show up to the airport extra early you want to be prepared you want to have a nice trip maybe you hit the bar maybe you just hit a restaurant and get a nice fat meal maybe you're bringing a book that you've been putting off reading for 30 minutes you are so looking forward to this flight to catch up on shit that you wouldn't otherwise do because your day-to-day life gets so busy but then boom these fucking morons who don't know how to travel get in the way and they're ruining your whole experience and then if you're like me you're starting a vacation or work trip and you're already on edge because the people at the airport can't get their act together and just maneuver like a normal freaking human so anyway i'm quickly realizing i'm like three or four minutes in and i'm like wait when i run this solo how do i take a sip of wine because it's just me talking so (laughs) i guess i'll break so anyway it's just me. I'm just here alone in my apartment vibing. If this is the worst episode that I've ever done so far, honestly, I don't really want to know. Um, but maybe you could just like subtly tell me by like a like a compliment sandwich. I think that would make me feel a little bit better. I'm gonna talk about traveling. And listen, I don't want to sound like a snob. I never even traveled abroad, even though I did just go to Spain. <laughs> So I did just go to Spain, so I know a little bit about travel, but I've always been a very cultured girl. I literally grew up traveling all the time. I'm just kidding. Um, But like growing up, we would go to Florida every year and we always went around my birthday. And I remember as a kid, like sometimes my mom would like wrap my presents and bring them on the plane. So it would like make the plane ride less miserable so I could open my gifts. And it was exciting and it was cute and it was awesome. And the first time I ever tried ranch dressing, it was on a plane ride and I got a snack box. And like some of my favorite memories as a kid are traveling. Like I literally, I, I loved it so much. I love it now. Like I travel a lot within the US. I don't travel internationally as much as I would like to now that I'm like in my late, I almost said late 30s. Now that I'm in my late 20s, I feel like I'm like in the stage of my life where I can do it and I can do it right. But we don't talk about the fucking stupidity that happens at these airports when we're trying to take a good ass trip. So number one, I guess let's just go chronologically, right? You book a trip, you're looking forward to it. You and and little Lloyd are, are going <laughs> why Lloyd was the generic man's name that I picked you and Bob you and and Derek are going on a couple's vacation and you're gonna go down to the Caribbean and it's gonna be so fucking nice but the issue is you get to the airport you get to security and it is just the Probably, unless you go to Mexico and you get food poisoning, you get Montezuma's revenge. I genuinely believe that security is going to be the worst point of any trip that anyone will ever take. And if you don't agree with me, you are part of the problem. Because listen, I don't care if you have pre-check or you have clear. I mean, yes, I have clear. I'm a rich bitch. But I don't care what you have. You need to show up prepared. Everyone, I'm sorry. Like, I, it, fine. Maybe it's your first trip and you don't know, but still, there are enough signs. There's enough direction going around that I really do not have that much patience for people that cannot adequately maneuver security. It is 
2022. We all know that we need to take our fucking shoes off. And yet, for God knows whatever reason, you are up there and you're about to walk through the little thing where you put your, your feet on the yellow thing and you put your hands above your head and you spread them and you're like, woo woo Like, why are you all the way to that point in the line you haven't even taken your laptop out of the bag? Why are you trying to get your stupid Dasani water bottle all the way through security? Just pour out. It's not worth it anyway. And it pisses me off. And then I'm sitting there and I look like a bitch because I'm like 10 feet back in line. I've got my iPad. I've got my laptop. I've got my shoes out. I've got everything like prearranged. And I'm like just waiting like, okay, maybe these people are going to learn from example and they're going to follow along. But no, they just look around like these helpless sheep and they can't make it through security. And I'm not trying to make this be like, oh, I'm better than you because I can quickly maneuver security. But I absolutely believe that I am better than you if I can more quickly maneuver security. Like security is not a hard or complicated task. You know what's overwhelming? customs. That's overwhelming. They're asking you questions. What are you here for? What did you buy? You're like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like, did you buy wine? You're like, no. And then two minutes later in the conversation, you're like, oh shit. Yes. You're like, now I'm going to end up on some list. That's not good. That is stressful. Fine. Customs, stressful, perfect. You're okay. You know what's not stressful security. Take your fucking Bijorn dolls off. Take your Skechers fucking shape ups off. Put them in the little bin, take your purse off, take your liquids out, throw them away, maybe do it in the Uber on the way to the airport. And then, you know what? I haven't even gotten to the part that pisses me off the most. You make it through the metal detector. You're standing there. You're waiting for the stuff to come out of the little conveyor belt that they do that analyzes it. Anybody who's seen Snake on the plane, I swear to God, Snake's on a plane. They, have, they did not do a good job there. But you're waiting for it. And then... There's these people who they stand there right at the very beginning because, you know, there's always kind of like that little like like a like a plexiglass type thing. And so you they'll go right up to that and they'll grab their stuff. And instead of grabbing their stuff and getting the fuck out of the way, they grab their stuff and they're putting their shoes on. They're getting their laptop back in their bag. They're like organizing everything. They're having a whole existential life crisis and they're planning out the rest of their seven day vacation to stupid Atlantis down in the Bahamas. And I'm sitting there just going insane, about to blow my brains out because they can't pick up their shoes and get the fuck out of the way and go to the designated benches to put their shoes back on and put their laptops in their bag. I'm sorry, if you are, one of those people who grabs your stuff and gets yourself situated right against the conveyor belt in the security line, like you literally deserve bad luck. Like I'm not wishing super bad stuff on you, but like you deserve your car to be broken down. You deserve to get food poisoning on vacation. You deserve all of your photos to turn out like shit. You deserve to get sunburned. Like Get your crap and move out of the way. If there is one thing that pisses me off on a trip, it is that. I do not have enough negative things to say about the people that do that. And I know I'm coming off a little hot. If any of my friends do this, like, honestly, don't tell me. Because I'm not, like, it's not going to be a playful thing. Like, I'm, I'm going to get pissed off. And actually, let me, let me take a, a fat sip of wine because I, I, need, I need to breathe for a second. Okay, I need a refill. Is this ASMR? Did I just tap into a new audience? Perhaps. So anyway, 
<sighs> I have to calm back down about security was like 60% of the impetus of making this episode. I was like literally coming home from the reason I lost my voice. I was on this work trip and I was in the airport on the way home and I'm like, bro, these, these people cannot fucking function. I need to record a podcast. But the other thing that really bothers me and I hate to come out swinging. I hate to lead with my two biggest issues about travel. But like I think I, I'm so worked up now that I think I need to get it off my chest. <sighs> Literally, the people who you're on the airplane and you recline your seat. And what, what actually pisses me off even more than the people who recline their seat is the people who defend reclining their seat. Because on the way to Spain, yeah, I went to Spain, I'm cultured. On the way to Spain, um, the person in front of me reclined their seat. And mind you, I'm in the middle seat. Because Gavin's too tall and he can't have his long legs in the middle. Which, oh, I'd rather try. <laughs> There's a reason why I left him in Spain and it wasn't COVID. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm sitting there on the plane and the person in front of me reclines their seat. Number one, I think it's rude regardless. Number two, even worse is, you know, on, on the airplanes, sometimes there's like a, like a, like kind of like a divider between the sections. Like there's like first class, um, like business plus, economy plus, economy, like peons. And I was on the, the barrier of one of the two. So, or one of, one of many. And the row in front of me was right behind the barrier. It was basically like in front of me, I had seats. And in front of them, it was like the little kind of fake wall type thing with like a, like a monitor. And so they had a bunch more leg room. This, you know, I, I don't use the C word lightly, but the see you next Tuesday in front of me reclines her seat all the way back as soon as we take off. To me... Okay, now I'm starting to get pissed off because I was already pissed because I'm like, you, your comfort is coming above mine. Like me, oh, I'm, I'm fucking nobody. Like I'm a waste of space. Like fuck me, you deserve the extra room. So I'll just go fuck myself. I know I'm cussing a lot and my mom would not be happy, but I think it is the most rude thing that somebody can do. And let alone the cherry on top is that their seat is where they already have extra leg room. I'm like, really? Like, who are you? Who, who died and made you the fucking king that you can take all of this, all of this room? And so I'm worked up about it. I, the whole plane ride, it's like this internal debate where I'm like, I'm pissed, but I'm going on vacation. So I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying not to say anything. Like I'm low maintenance. I'm cool. I'm a chill girl. I'm a cool girl. I'm a chill girl. I'm a cool girl. But like minute by minute, like I am going insane. And I'm like, this is like actually ridiculous. And then what really sets me off is they've had their seat reclined the entire flight to Madrid. They've had their they've had their seat reclined the whole way. And then, you know, like when you start your descent or whatever, the flight attendants are like, "Hey, everybody, seat in upright positions, like get ready to land." This motherfucker doesn't put their seat back. And I'm like, bro, not only do you think you're better than everyone on this plane because you can put your seat all the way back and take your little napsy poo while I'm over here 
contemplating life and all of my decisions that even brought me to this stupid point. And now when it is literally mandatory for you to put your seat up, oh, you're above the rules. Like you are so good. I'm sorry. Who are you? Is, is there a famous person in front of me? Like, excuse me, is one of the Kardashians sitting in front of me? I sure as hell hope not. Not on fucking Iberia Airlines heading to Madrid, Spain. And I'm like, who are you that you don't have to put your seat back? And then, oh my God, I feel like a fucking narc, but I'm getting pissed because the flight attendants are walking by and they're saying like, put your seat back, put your seat back, seat back, upright positions, thanks so much, seat back, seat back. And somehow this woman is sliding by. I don't know, I don't know what's going on, I don't know what look she's giving, but somehow every flight attendant that comes by, they tell her to put her seat back, but she's not putting it back. And so I am like literally about to explode. So then I take a sheet out of my mom's playbook and mom, if you're listening, I love you, but my mom is not afraid to call a bitch out on her shit. And that is what I started doing. I literally start like speaking very, very loudly. And I'm like, oh wow, must be nice for the rules not to apply to everyone. Like I wish the rules didn't apply to me. Jeez, my back hurts so much. I wish I could have reclined. I just didn't want to be rude to the person behind me. Like literally being like as petty and passive aggressive as I can. But I meant it. And I, to this day, I don't feel guilty about it at all because I'm like, some people need a reality check and that person needs a fucking reality check. But then Gavin had the actual gall to be like, Katie, I really think you should like lighten up a little bit. Bitch, you want me to lighten up? I gave up my aisle seat for you. Mr. Oh, I'm too tall. Bitch, no. I'm sitting here in the middle seat suffering. And mind you, I'll tell you what I didn't even bring up this whole conversation, this whole one-sided conversation. Next to me, there was this very sweet little boy who was like two and a half, maybe like three years old. And the poor little dude was crying like three-fourths of the flight. And did it suck? Yes. But am I even but am I even gonna like touch roasting that? No, because his poor parents were literally doing the best that they could. And like they weren't neglecting him. They weren't like letting him cry and ignoring him. They, it was nothing like that. Like the poor kid didn't want to be on the plane that long and he cried. And you know what? If I was at that age, I'd cry too, because that's what I wanted to do the whole flight. But at 27, it's a little bit inappropriate for me to do that. So that's not my issue at all. Like I don't mind crying. I mean, sure, everybody minds crying kids on planes, but I will never say anything. I will never shoot a nasty glare. I will never do anything like that because I am a firm believer that 99% of the parents that are out there are doing their best on the flights. And when their kid's crying, the parents are probably a hell of a lot more upset than I am. Like, I can't even imagine how I will react when I am in that position. So no, they're not the problem. The problem is the fucking bitch that sat in front of me who just thought that she was the queen of Sheba and got to recline her seat all the way because who knows? I would, I would love to know. I would love to know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't watch all the Real Housewives seasons. Is she like an Erica Jane? And maybe she like is like has like this inflated ego, but then she actually lost all this money. So she's like stuck in that like middle ground seat and she's like trying to overcompensate. I don't know, but I don't care because I'll tell you what, I literally almost got a bed sore on that flight to Spain and it was not a good way to start my trip. Thank God I recovered because I'm a trooper. Anyway, this feels like a good time to pause the podcast and do our usual break. Loyal listeners, 
You know what we do. F. Mary Kill, F. Mary Berry, which reminds me. Big shout out to Katie. Um, I mentioned her earlier in the episode. She was on the sports episode. She was on the cool girl episode. I recently had a birthday. She literally got me two glass roast merch. She got me magnets. One of them says Mary Berry, what's it called? Which is what just made me think of it. She got me a magnet that says May 16th because that was the day I ordered (laughs) Uber Eats three times. Um, she got me a magnet that says, I like your podcast. It makes me giggle. I don't need to elaborate further on that one. She got me a magnet that says, Niyak Slice. It was really, really sweet. And actually, now I would feel really remiss if I didn't bring up the other sweet things that people did. Um, Kelly, you all know her. She's a reg on the podcast. She got me two glass roast wine glasses, which is really, really sweet. Cause she, you know, now anytime we record, we can use those. Brittany is a fucking real one. Got me tickets to Shawn Mendes. I'm never going to be the same again. I'm probably going to do a whole podcast episode where I just talk about all of the times that I wanted to pee my pants during that concert. And not related to the podcast, but honestly worth mentioning, I have a playlist on Spotify called My Dream Funeral. It sounds really dark, but it's just this like ironic playlist that I have of like songs like I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack, Wouldn't It Be Nice by the Beach Boys, and like everything that like if I could curate my own funeral, like this is what I would put because it would be like half sentimental, half funny. And Veronica got it made, you know, you know, Veronica from the camp episode. She got it made into a vinyl record, which I think is outstanding. And also, last one, and then I will move on. Gavin, mi amor, senor, mi amor, uh, mi lord. He hates when I call him mi lord. I, I started watching Bridgerton and I worked that into my vocabulary and he was like, please stop calling me your lord. I'm not your lord. Um, but he got me another microphone for my podcast. So now when I'm less of a fucking solitude loser, everyone's going to have really, really good audio. So shout out Gavster for that one. Bravo. So anyway, to get to the F Mary kill F Mary Berry, obviously like I'm, I'm recording alone. Right. So I'm like, I can't come up with my own F Mary kill. Like that's awkward. Like I obviously you know, figured out on my own. So I said to text my friends and I was like, guys, does anyone have a few moments to do me a favor? Like, can you send me an F Mary kill? And then I'm going to open it. (laughs) I'm going to open it live and figure out kind of like what my answer is. And I'm starting to giggle because I just, um, I just opened it. I said, yeah, email it to me and I'm going <laughs> to open it while I record it. Oh my God. Hold on. <laughs> so God bless Veronica times two. Because I just opened the email and let me tell you, the subject line is FMK baby with five Y's. I thought she was going to just give me three names to F Mary kill. And Veronica basically is leading this episode because she broke them into categories and like, God, the 
I could I could do a whole sober toast to all the things I love about Veronica, but I think this email summarizes everything up. So Veronica, I don't know what to do. Veronica, oh my god, I just like ripped my shirt because I was so stressed. Veronica started it with KDP's crushes, John B. Um, from Outer Banks. Yeah, you girls know the one. Um, and boys, John B. Sean Mendez. And Trevor Lords. It's also really weird that I'm making those noises when I'm recording alone. So, I literally have like never felt so stumped in my life. Um, what am I gonna do with this? Veronica, you freaking B I T C H. Okay. I. I literally cannot believe I'm about to say this. I think that I, I'm confident actually in my answer. I'm confident. I literally can't fucking believe this is happening. I would marry John B. Because I feel like he likes the beach. He likes to have a good time. He's got a good sense of humor. He's really freaking hot. Like, I think in terms of like a long-term relationship between the three of them, He's probably my best bet for like success. So I'm going to marry John B. Which now is making me feel so guilty because today I put together a bag of clothes for Plato's Closet, like the consignment store. And I have a Barstool Sports tie-dye shirt that says I would die for John B. I'm like, maybe I should take it out of that bag. Um, so now we're between Sean Mendes and Trevor Lawrence, which, what do they call it? Rachel's choice, Sophie's choice, Sophie's, <laughs> Sophie's choice. Yikes. I I hate to say it, but I think I would F Sean Mendez because I mean, this is nothing against Trev. I mean, I literally have a whole folder of photos of him on my phone, but I think Sean Mendez is like, just, he's more like understandably hot. Like I think He's just, he, like, he's an easier sell. Like, he's just, like, he's more of, like, um, what my type has been long-term, like, since, like, middle school. And then I, I, I hate doing this. I hate doing this. My heart is breaking. I think I would have to, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Fuck, Veronica! I think I would have to kill Trevor Lawrence. Just because I don't think we would be compatible for a marriage. Like, he, he, he's hot, and I love that he does the football thing, but from what I've seen of his Instagram, like, his wife is not like me at all, so, like, I don't think we're compatible. And so that kind of narrows out marriage, and then it's between F and kill, and, like, by process of elimination, I unfortunately... No, not unfortunately. I need, I need to choose Sean. Oh, my God. Okay, I need to take another drink. I'm, this is embarrassing. I'm like... Like I said, she didn't leave it there. She also gave me restaurants. Um, so she said, uh, this basically this chicken wing restaurant that I used to work at in high school. You'll hear more on that episode. So she said that one, Bubba Gump, shrimp and Arby's. So I'm partial. Um, uh, impartial. No, I'm partial because I actually ordered Arby's on Uber Eats yesterday, Saturday. And that was the first time that I had ordered Uber Eats since I moved into this apartment. 
So I am going to have to go with, I'm going to marry the wing restaurant because I have history. I know what I'm getting. I know the ranch is liquidy and perfect. Um, so I'm marrying that. I am effing Arby's because I'll tell you what. Arby's has like the appeal of like somebody that you hook up with that you know that you shouldn't where like it's like oh that's so nice but like he's so bad for me like that's Arby's and then I love Bubba Gump don't get me wrong I have all their t-shirts big shrimp girl but I think out of everything I could kill Bubba Gump because Kelly is allergic to shellfish and so if I had to choose one of these restaurants to kill at least it's gonna like minimize the risk for Kelly so that was a reasonable one um, okay. I am going to move forward. Oh my god. Veronica did. Celebrities featured on The Masked Singer. The people that know me know I love that show. Um, so we've got Dr. Drew, Donny Osmond, and Lil Wayne. This is actually pretty easy for me. I am going to marry Dr. Drew. Free therapy. Who wouldn't? Kill Donny Osmond because he gives me the ick. And F Lil Wayne, because for whatever reason, when I was like 13, I watched the lollipop music video and I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was interesting. It made, it made me want to go to Vegas. I'll give you that. Um, I hope this isn't too boring. I hope you guys are still with me. I think Veronica gave really, really good questions. Um, she also gave me Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Husbands. So we've got Mauricio, PK, and Harry Hamlin. To me, this is also an easy one. Actually, maybe it's not. It's an easy, actually, no. This is actually really hard. Because to me, let me walk you through my thought process. And if you're not a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fan, let me just skip a minute or two. But Mauricio and Harry Hamlin mean the world to me, right? Like they're special in different ways. PK, he's rich, but... And I'm not slandering PK either, or, well, spoken, yeah, slander. Um, they're, they're all great, but I think I would pick, I think I would pick, oh, ironic, Veronica just Snapchatted. I would marry Mauricio because I, okay, Kyle pisses me off. I think she's petty and I think she's a pot stirrer, but I think Mauricio is a great dad and I think he's very family oriented. So I would marry Mauricio and then between PK and Harry Hamlin, fuck, man. Uh, my, my initial thought was, should I marry PK because he's rich? But no, I actually, or should I F him because he's rich? No, I'm, I'm choosing Harry Hamlin. He's a great guy. And like, I have a love-hate relationship with Lisa Rinna. Okay, I promise this is the last one and then we're going to get back into travel. Um, okay, actually... I am going to jump back into travel and then wrap it up with the last one that Veronica gave me because she's just such a freaking queen. So we talked a lot about everyone who's dumb in security, the airport etiquette with reclining. Um, I, I think I can probably rapid fire the other stuff that's annoying me. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah, try my, just kidding. I'm speaking to a microphone. So... When it comes to airport etiquette, I think it's fucking rude as hell when people don't open the shades when we're about to land. Like, I have always had a problem since I was like two with my ears popping. And when I was around age nine, I discovered that, and this might be all in my head, but I was like, once we, our elevation is low enough that I can see a cow, oh, oh my God, 
I discovered at like age nine, once our elevation is low enough where I can like see a car driving on the street, if my ears aren't super congested, I'm golden. And so it really fucking pisses me off when people don't open the blinds. And I'm actually interested, chime in if you know why, but I feel like my last few flights that I've taken, they've given direction over the intercom where if you're seated in a window seat, you need to open the blinds. And frankly, I love it. I'm happy to hear it. Um, The other thing that pisses me off, listen, armrests and chargers. Who the fuck are you if you think that there is one charger between the two of us and you deserve it? You at least need to say, hey, do you mind if I use the charger for a few minutes? I'm on X percentage because I'll tell you what, I was on my way home from that work trip and my phone was on like 10%. Is it my own fault? Yeah, I was eating a dirty water dog at the airport, but I show up to the airplane and it says, oh, in-flight power. And then this fucking bitch sitting next to me was taking it the whole entire flight. I was like, you're arrogant. You think you're better than everyone else. I fucking hate when people do that. And also the armrest. If we're not dating, don't you even think about putting your arm on the armrest. We both should have our arms in our own separate seats. And then the first person who doesn't fall asleep gets to claim ownership of the armrest. And that's the way that it should be. And if you disagree with me, I'm sorry, you have bad etiquette. Have you heard of Cotillion? Next. And this is another kind of big trigger for me. Baggage claim. And this is a newer, this is a newer problem for me because when I traveled on my own, I didn't check bags because I don't have the money to do it. But now, Gavster, we get to check our bags for free and it's awesome. But what pisses me off is that if you logistically think through the baggage claim, right? You can stand right up next to the baggage claim. Like, you know, there's a little metal thing, the little sign that says don't play on this. And then it's you. Or you can take a few steps back where people can actually see the fucking luggage that's being shot out. And the people that stand, mm, the people that, I'm, I'm getting pissed off. The people that stand right up against the thing piss me off because nobody can see further down the line because if you're all bending over, looking over, like literally your backs are arched at like a 45 degree angle and, I'm, and no one can see, but I'm doing it towards the microphone. If you're if you're all bending over the baggage claim, oh, is my bag here? Is my bag here? Bitch, no one can fucking see. Take a step back. You are making this so inefficient and it, oh my God. And then the worst part is, the ones that are like bending over, is my bag here? They finally fucking find their bag. They've been looking at it for 10 minutes, but they finally found it now that it's right in front of them. They can't even get it off the goddamn conveyor belt. And don't get me wrong, I'm not like being ageist. I'm not saying like, oh, elderly people can't pick up their bags because they're heavy. No, these people are my age. They're fucking stupid. I'm like, pick your goddamn bag up and get out of the way. It's the same thing as security. Like, holy shit, what is wrong with you people? Like, oh my God. I just, ah, I'm getting so mad. Am I the problem? Do I have short patience? Probably. But Jesus, keep an eye out for your bag. Find a good position to scope it. If the person in front of you is in the way and you can't see, maybe relocate. Get your bag and be on your way. Like, oh my God. Mm. <sighs> anyway, I'm gonna take a quick moment. So, I've talked a lot about airplane issues and airport issues. And the other thing that I think is worth mentioning, and I don't think we need to spend too much time on it, 
is the overhead bins because if you're poor like me you you don't check your bags you it's it's not worth it you're like okay free for me to do basic economy versus forty dollars for me to check my bag and not have an anxiety attack at the airport nope um, I'm, I'm gonna bring it on the plane with me and the issue is the scrapyard that is the gate at the airport when you need to get your bag in the overhead compartment and then the tensions that arise when the gate agent is like Galster, I'm literally recording right now. Myself. Anyway, oh my lord. The people that are in line to put their bags on the plane, it's just a fucking scrapyard. And like, you know, when the gate agent says like, oh, final blah 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 like we only have a little bit of space left everyone gets so scrappy and they start throwing elbows and they start shooting these like disgusting looks and like i hate that i'm one of them <laughs> but i'm like oh my god this is too much um anyway though anyway though it's fine it's fine the other things i think i should go real quick rapid fire the other things that piss me off that i want to touch on so airplane etiquette we talked about shades we talked about reclining we talked about the armrests um people who take the chargers too that are in the middle of the seats that pisses me off people that take your personal space pisses me off bitch we're not dating get the hell off me airport and plane pda i mean do i literally need to say anything more if you're holding hands in the airport go reevaluate your life like no, I, I, I genuinely don't even care if you are on your honeymoon. Wait until you get to your destination. There is nothing romantic or sexy about watching walking through the terminal and seeing all these kids like cry at the Auntie Anne's line and seeing people like on their laptops and their fucking like business blazers like doing their life like no stop it's not cute it's not attractive like i have never been turned on in an airport and if you are then that's your own fucking prerogative um the overhead bins we already talked about that road trips that's another one listen i think i focus really really heavily on airplanes but if you're traveling and you're on a road trip you guys know the issues that are going to happen. If someone has bad music, just don't even go on the trip. Because if you have bad music, chances are you have a bad personality and nobody wants to hang out with you. And they're probably just invited you to be nice. If you're driving and you know that you're the one that has bad taste in music, maybe do a collaborative pay playlist. Like, no one wants to listen to your shit. And the thing is, it's actually okay if you have bad taste if you preface that. I have been on trips before where one of my friends went... Just so you guys know, sometimes I lose energy and I like to listen to Harry Potter on tape. I have no problem with Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. Is that what I want to listen to on a car ride on my way to a fun trip with friends? Absolutely not. But they gave me a heads up so I could bring my own headphones and live my own life. So if you have bad taste, all you need to do is be self-aware and warn the car. Otherwise, you're actually the worst of all time. People are going to be trading spots to try to avoid being in your car on the way home from the trip. You might not realize it, but it's absolutely true. Um, Uber drivers, listen, if you guys are overly talkative, it pisses me off. I don't want to fucking do it. Like, especially 
when I went on this work trip last week, I got in my Uber. It's like six in the morning. Hey, how are you doing, ma'am? I get it. You're tired. You've probably been driving all night. But I give you a very clear indication that I don't want to talk, right? Because you know what I said? I said, I'm doing all right. I just really need a cup of coffee. It's as I meet, I'm meeting my boss at the airport and I just, I need a cup of coffee. I, I can't do the small talk, which is a lie. Like that's a complete lie. I just didn't want to talk to this guy. And so I would rather lie than be honest by saying, sir, I don't want to talk to you. Most people would say, oh yeah, I feel that. They'd leave you alone. Nope. This man proceeded to push me on my views about marriage, childbirth, abortion, um, being a step parent, how I think each gender should play into their children's lives, uh, where I think the best places in the country are to retire, how I think a man and a woman should separate the duties once the child is born. And I'm like, bruh, I am on my way to a work trip. I don't care to have any of these conversations with you, let alone you specifically. And last but not least, when you get to the fucking hotel and the hotel front desk person can't even be bothered to give you the key to the right room because last week I got to my work trip, I checked in, I said, I'm here, I'm ready. They gave me my key and I show up to the room. There's luggage all over the room, a dirty plaque filled mouth guard sitting on the table and I'm like thank god this man is not in his bed fucking another person because this would be so goddamn awkward and I had to go back downstairs and say listen Linda you gave me this room key it's it's not my room it's not my room but listen guys I've been a little rambly so I have to open up the last one from Veronica so before we can wrap this up Veronica gave me the F. Mary Kills over email. Shout out, shout out. She also included <clears throat> bonus, would you rather? Would you rather never eat shrimp again or never eat ranch again? I literally can't imagine a world without either. Um, and this is like the most put on the spot that I've ever felt. I actually wish that I had read this sooner. If I had to pick one, oh my God, first you've got me turning on Trev and now you've got me turning on shrimp because I would pick never eating shrimp again over never eating ranch again just because ranch is more applicable to my everyday life. Think about like fast food and things and like chicken and like I, I love ranch. Um, I hate ending the podcast on this note because now I'm just upset and I'm probably going to like go buy myself dinner that has ranch and shrimp, maybe some Popeyes. The real ones know that. But anyway, guys, if you're still with me, thank you so much. I know this probably from a listener perspective wasn't your favorite episode since it was just me talking to myself for 45 minutes or so, but... I enjoyed it. I hope you did. The next couple episodes, we'll be back to having guests. It's just, you know, I'm trying to keep pushing out content without feeling like I'm harassing my friends to come over and drink with me too much. That's a balancing act that I didn't really foresee. But 
anyone who has been keeping up, I really, really, really appreciate it. And this is a shameless plug to go follow me on Twitter at Two Glass Roast. Everything is spelled out. It's not solely focused on what I talk about on the podcast. It's just, you know, when I have stupid opinions, I tweet them. And I hope that you'll, you know, engage in my fun. I hope you'll be a part of the stupidity because life is too short and life is miserable if you don't let it be fun. So let it in. Let it be fun. I love you. Finish your glass. Have a good ass night. Goodbye.